Welcome to Our Missouri, a podcast about the people, places, culture, and history of the 114 counties and independent city of St. Louis that comprise the great state of Missouri. Each episode focuses on a topic related to the state, ranging from publications about Missouri's history to current projects undertaken by organizations to preserve and promote local institutions. The Our Missouri podcast is recorded at the Center for Missouri Studies in Columbia and is generously provided to you by the State Historical Society of Missouri. And now, here's your host, Sean Rost. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, or whatever hour you're tuning in to listen to the Our Missouri podcast. My name is Sean Ross, and I'll be your guide to explore the memories, moments, and misfortunes from our Missouri. To help prepare for this year's Missouri Conference History, the Our Missouri podcast invites listeners to meet us in St. Louis for a multi-part series focusing on several projects and institutions that document the city's history and cultural identity. Today, we are speaking with A.J. Medlock. Graduate of Southeast Missouri State University and the University of Illinois, A.J. currently serves as the Senior Archivist at the State Historical Society of Missouri's St. Louis Research Center. Welcome to the Our Missouri podcast, A.J. Thank you. Happy to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about, about the St. Louis Research Center and really its origins and history on the University of Missouri St. Louis campus? Sure. So the uh, St. Louis Research Center was founded in 1968. Uh, James Norris was technically the first director, um, but then in 1971, they hired a uh, part-time archivist uh, named Irene Cortinovas, who was a graduate of the uh, history department at UMSL. And she's really the one who uh, built up our collections at the St. Louis Research Center, and she eventually became the uh, assistant, uh, the uh, associate director around 1974. And so she was really the driving force uh, behind uh, the St. Louis Research Center in its early days. Um, originally, it was called the Urban Industrial Manuscript uh, Collection, and it also had an oral history component, and they also and, and also the University Archives was included in the uh, St. Louis Research Center. Uh, eventually, it became the uh, Western Historical Manuscript Collection in the uh, late 70s. And uh, it was that way f- until uh, WHMC merged with the, uh, with the State Historical Society in 2011. So Irene, uh, going back to Irene Kortinovich, she was responsible for, for getting a lot of our early collections. Uh, like the Margaret Hickey papers, she was the uh, she had founded the Margaret Hickey School for uh, Secretaries, which eventually became Hickey College. She she was also responsible for getting in the League of Women Voters of Missouri, as well as the League of Women Voters of St. Louis, and she also got in the uh, Young Women's Christian Association uh, records. Uh, so a lot of our a lot in a lot of these collections are stuff so so more high-use uh, collections that patrons use today. Interesting. Now, where are you all located at on uh, UMSL's campus? So we're on the uh, second floor of the Thomas Jefferson Library. Uh, we're right next door to the Mercantile Library. When we think about St. Louis and kind of the St. Louis Richard Center, we can think of obviously the city and the metropolitan area, but what are all of the counties that comprise uh, your collecting area? Besides, as you mentioned, the St. Louis County and city, we also focus on... Uh, St. Charles County, um, Jefferson, uh, Pike, and Franklin, and uh, Warren counties. For people who are interested in preserving not only their personal history, their family history, but also perhaps their larger community's history, um, and thinking about kind of your collecting area you just mentioned, what are some ways that people can get in contact with the Research Center to really find out either ways to preserve 
individually or to work with you on, ma on making a collection? The easiest way is just to contact me by email. Uh, I'll give it out. It's uh, medlocka at shsmo.org. And that's, like, as I mentioned, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. What are some of the collections right now for people who are, you know, possibly thinking about donation or, 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 you know, loans and things like that? What are some collections, some themes of collections that, that you all are currently collecting for or thinking about collecting? So right now we're, we're doing a lot of, uh, like, social reform and welfare type collections. So, uh, like, recently we got in the uh, New Life Evangelistic Center records. Uh, as is a lot of uh, Missourians, maybe Bercall, Larry Rice was the, uh, still is uh, active in uh, advocating for the homeless. And he also had uh, Can LC television station in uh, St. Louis, uh, Louis area, as well as Can LJ in uh, Jefferson City. And so, and that's uh, becoming a pretty uh, viable collection that we have. And so, a lot of those kind of social activist organizations, I'm currently trying to uh, trying to collect. Another one would be in a similar vein, like just like community groups, like. Um, like for example, like I'm working on getting the uh, the Optimist International records. Um, they're basically uh, they raise a lot of funds for youth and uh, youth programs. Uh, so that's another one. Uh, trying to get those uh, those types of organizations into the St. Louis Research Center because they're usually they're like the the bulwark of uh, any community. And so I've been uh, working closely with the uh, with Optimist International headquarters. And then uh, getting their records in and eventually going to like some of the uh, communities in my collecting area to collect the records of those, of those Optimist International branches. Yeah, I think the, especially the New Life Evangelical Center, as you mentioned, uh, there's a lot in that collection that I think is quite fascinating, as we've talked about uh, in the past. What are some things that are in that collection that people might be interested in? Well, I think the uh, one of the the highlights is the uh, is the publications they release throughout the years. Uh, one is the uh, is uh, Cry Justice Now. Larry Rice was kind of a was kind of ahead of his time in in terms of prison reform. So he uh, the the paper uh, talked about the issues facing prisoners in Missouri and across the United States, and included in that a lot of prisoners prisoner correspondence uh, from the 90s up to about the mid 2000s. And it's really kind of, it's an interesting window into prison life and uh, and, and what prisoners were enduring, uh, the conditions they endured in Missouri prisons. Uh, another uh, interesting aspect is the uh, ZOA Free Paper. Uh, it was a paper that uh, that Larry Rice and New Life published in 1973, about a year after they were founded. And it's kind of an interesting window into their early years. Uh, for example. Uh, Zoa is the Greek word for life, and the early issues of the paper really, really borrow heavily from uh, or influenced by what was called the Jesus Movement. Uh, it was kind of like a one of a, kind of like a third Great Awakening in terms of a, a religious revival that borrowed heavily from uh, borrowed uh, tangent, tangentially from the uh, the hippie movement. Um, but obviously, it was very religious and more focused on uh, on obviously a their relationship with Jesus, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the programs that the Jesus movement did, like incorporating uh, modern instrument, modern rock with uh, Christian-based backed lyrics, th those type of things are 
you can still see today in a lot of newer churches uh, today. So those are two some, some of the interesting two of the interesting aspects of the uh, of of the uh, New Life Evangelistic uh, Center's um, records. There's also uh, I have yet to 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 uh, to, uh, to take is the uh, their video library because uh, as you can imagine. Uh, they KNLC was on the air from 1982 up to 2017. So there's a massive video library uh, of all their past shows. Uh, uh, Rice did like interviews of Jimmy Carter. He also uh, did interviews of the homeless in Kansas City and St. Louis. So there's a wealth of information in those videos. Um, that I'll have to work on in the near future to uh, to preserve. Before we return to our conversation, here's Danielle Griego with some information about upcoming events. The 62nd Annual Missouri Conference on History, hosted by Lindenwood University and sponsored by the State Historical Society of Missouri, will be held March 11th through the 13th, 2020, at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Chesterfield. The Missouri Conference on History is dedicated to bringing together teachers and students of history to share research results, exchange information on teaching and curriculum, and to promote the value of the discipline. You can help the Missouri Conference on History grow and share your message with over 150 people as an exhibitor, by becoming a sponsor, and by purchasing an advertisement in the program. For more information about the Missouri Conference on History, please visit shsmo.org mch. Start networking with other history professionals now on social media by using hashtag mch2020. National History Day in Missouri is looking for educators, historians, writers, filmmakers, museum staff, and community members to join them at this year's state contest to judge student projects. The state contest will be held on April 25, 2020 at the University of Missouri-Columbia. To thank you for your essential participation in National History Day, the State Historical Society of Missouri will provide a light breakfast and lunch plus a travel stipend of up to $50 for judges whose round-trip mileage exceeds 75 miles. National History Day in Missouri is a unique opportunity for middle and high school age students to explore the past in a creative, hands-on way by producing a documentary, exhibit, paper, performance, or website on a topic of their choosing. To learn more about National History Day in Missouri, including judge orientation and how to start a program at your own school, please visit shsmo.org nhdmo. That's fascinating. That's, that's very fascinating to think about that in the context of, of really Missouri and more modern history, especially as you mentioned, the, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. What are, you mentioned, of course, Rice's collection and some other ones that kind of originated with this uh, society's collection there in St. Louis, but what are some notable collections overall that you like really try to direct patrons to engage with? One of them is the uh, Nuclear Weapons Freeze Campaign records. Uh, it's uh, it's one of our kind of our Cold War uh, oriented collections. So in the 80s, um, there was a big movement to uh, to have a nuclear uh, to have a nuclear freeze between the Soviet Union and the United States. And a big push a big push behind that was the uh, was the nuclear weapons freeze campaign. And that and they take credit for influencing Reagan to finally, or take a little bit of credit for influencing Reagan to finally. Uh, to, to finally negotiate the Soviet Union. Uh, it's just a great window into grassroots activism uh, in the 1980s. We usually think of the 1980s as uh, as uh, big business and and uh, and uh, and the yupp and the yuppies and stuff like that. But there was still a really vibrant uh, grassroots movement going on uh, during that time. 
and the nuclear weapons freeze campaign is a great example of that. So I usually tend to, and they were headquartered in, in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, and they were a nationwide organization. So I always like to steer people towards that collection just to give them uh, a brief window in a forgotten portion of uh, of uh, our state and country's history. That's very true. And one thing I think I like to show to my students that comes out of um, the St. Louis Richards Center is the photograph collections, well, just the multitude oh, yeah. of photographs that, that especially have gone online recently through Historical Society's websites, and they are really engaged with the construction photos from the arch. I think that's something that's truly fascinating to kind of engage with and look at. Well, a lot of people don't realize so that that's from the Arthur Whitman uh, papers, and Arthur Whitman was a ph photographer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and he is uh, one of the only photographers that documented the uh, construction of the arch from uh, from beginning to end. So that that's the on uh, that that's uh, that we have that the, it's a really complete uh, history of the arch's construction. He also was uh, he also uh, took a lot of photographs of Gaslight Square, was an inter entertainment district in uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, and so we have one of the few photographic collections that document that forgotten entertainment district. It's uh, it's a really uh, fascinating uh, collection. Definitely. Um, you mentioned earlier about kind of your work and in, in going into the community and, and finding collections and trying to preserve them. Um, and certainly that's a key component of what you do, that you do so well. Um, what are some organizations that you or the Research Center in St. Louis have worked with in the past to kind of bring records in and really preserve them on a, kind of a, a large scale? Uh, well, like, like I mentioned, uh, the New Life Evangelistic Center, that's, that, that happened in uh, last summer. I basically wrote Larry Rice a, uh, a uh, letter, uh, uh, put it through snail mail, and just basically said, you know, your, that, that your work um, um, that you've done and your, and your organization has done throughout the decades has been really important. It's a really interesting aspect of Missouri history, and we would really like to uh, preserve it at the St. Louis Research Center. And we worked one-on-one -on -one for several months and finally got a deed of gift signed. And uh, it's still an ongoing process. You know, that's a lot of needs a lot of uh, records that I still have to get into the St. Louis Research Center. Another one is the uh, Down Syndrome Association of Greater St. Louis. Um, I'm currently, uh, as of January 27th today, uh, this recording, I am going over there to finally uh, to uh, pick up their records and have them sign a deed of gift. Uh, disability movement is uh, kind of a aspect of, I think, uh, Missouri history that should be uh, preserved. So I, uh, I'm i trying to work with uh, organizations that focused on that. And right now, the Down Center Association is one of the first ones I've worked one-on-one -on -one with to uh, get their, their records in. And then I'm also working right now with the uh, Sherwood Forest Camp. Uh, they were a, they're based in St. Louis, and they uh, run, run a camp for uh, for underprivileged children. So that's the one that's in the earlier stages of, of working with them. They, um, I'm going to be working with their uh, former director pretty soon um, and to see what they have and how best to preserve it. And uh, hopefully we can get that in uh, and open to researchers, uh, hopefully this year. Interesting. Now, you mentioned kind of the disability rights movement. And in looking at kind of your work with collecting and going out in the community, 
Um, what are some themes in collections that you hope to find? Maybe not in specific collections, but where people might think, you know, if in hearing this, you know, this is something that I, I have a record of. Perhaps I'd like to preserve it. What are some kind of themes of of different collections or history that you would be interested in seeking out? Yeah, I, I would. I would say. Um... Another theme is like a lot of uh, probably. I would like to. I would like to start collecting. We we have like I said, we have a strong uh, piece collection. But uh, in terms of uh, having a whole picture, I like to see the other side, like the conservative uh, political movement in the St. Louis area. I would like to see that uh, collected, like the uh, a lot of pro-life groups. I would like to to see. Um, to, to see uh, preserved that, that that's one of the themes because that was a uh that was a pretty uh important part of uh, american political history i think it's been for uh forgotten um in in, in many ways so, so i would uh that's one that i would like to, to to focus on in the coming years um i've i haven't had too much luck yet but uh that, that is one that i would like to try to to work on and uh finally Thinking about kind of your work in the community, but also with researchers and genealogists and people who are coming to the research centers, uh, what are some of your favorite stories or memories uh, about interactions with these individuals, whether helping them with the project or kind of helping them with their family history that, that, you, can, that you want to talk about? I think one of the most gratifying experiences, and that this has happened recently, and of course I can't give any background information on, on the researchers. I have to really... Uh, I have to protect their privacy, but um, there was one researcher who was looking for a particular box that had some information on a project that she was working on, and she had and she had been spending years on this and couldn't find it. And I worked with her, and we finally, uh, and I and I, I finally ordered these, the the boxes where I thought she may have some luck, and uh, lo and behold, she did, and she, uh, this person basically cried just tears of joy just so happy that uh she finally found it and that's and you know it was just uh it was just a, one of the best experiences I ever had you know uh just being a part of that and being able to help someone find the information they needed from a collection and so i uh that that, that was probably that's that probably one of the top experiences i've ever had uh so far in this in this in this uh, line of work so hopefully there are many more like that all right. Well, thank you for joining us today, AJ. Thank you. I appreciate it, Sean. If you're interested in more of the people, places, culture, and history around our Missouri, please check out the State Historical Society of Missouri's website at shsmo.org. Thank you for listening to the Our Missouri podcast. If you would like to learn more about the podcast, including past and future episodes, information about guests, and upcoming events, please visit our website at shsmo.org forward slash our dash Missouri.